In this episode of Flying Smarter, I'm looking at what runway incursions are and what systems are in place to avoid them. Then, for the main segment, I'll be exploring flight delays. Welcome to episode 29 of Flying Smarter, the podcast that explores the fascinating world of air travel to help you become a smarter and savvier traveler. Let's get started. What is a runway incursion? A runway incursion is essentially an incident where aircraft, vehicle, or people are improperly on a runway. More simply put, It's when an aircraft, vehicle, or person is on the runway when they're not supposed to be. At larger airports, movements on the ground are controlled by air traffic controllers. Aircraft and vehicles require clearance to enter an active runway, and a runway incursion would occur when one enters the runway without such a clearance. At smaller airports, where planes and vehicles rely on communicating with each other, A runway incursion would occur when an aircraft or a vehicle enters a runway in an unsafe manner. Runway incursions can vary in severity, and there are actually different ways of classifying them. The least serious ones are the ones without any immediate safety consequences, such as when an airport vehicle crosses an active runway without clearance, but there's no aircraft using the runway at the time. The most serious ones are the ones that result in a collision, such as the deadliest aviation accident in history in which a Boeing 747 began taking off when another Boeing 747 was still on the runway in Tenerife in 1977. There are many systems in place to help prevent runway incursions. From a pilot or vehicle operator's perspective, they are often required to repeat or read back instructions and clearances from air traffic controllers. Airlines also have internal flight deck procedures that could involve pilots verifying that they are stopping at or crossing a particular runway, or they may be required to visually and verbally confirm that a runway is clear before crossing even when they are cleared to do so. Honeywell Aerospace also has developed a system called the Runway Awareness and Advisory System that can be installed in planes and notifies pilots of other aircraft on or around their assigned runway. For air traffic controllers, there are also computerized systems that alert them to potential runway incursions. Did you know that there are airplane lavatories with hands-free doors? It's no surprise that lavatory door handles can be full of germs, but Japanese airline All Nippon Airways has a solution. In April of 2021, the airline announced that it was installing hands-free doors on 21 aircraft. Instead of the standard door handles, the lavatory doors are equipped with large handles and a knob for locking and unlocking. These allow passengers to use their elbows, thereby preventing them from having to touch these surfaces with their hands. Perhaps one of the most frustrating things that can occur during air travel is a flight delay. It might mean that you'll have to wait longer to see your family or miss out on an afternoon at the beach. Even worse, it could mean that you'll be missing an important business meeting or a connecting flight. As the gate agent apologizes for the delay, each passenger starts thinking about the implications for them, and then the frustration and the stress starts to build. These scenes play out at airports across the world each and every day. 
The extent and exact circumstances of each delay vary, but delays are a regular occurrence in the airline industry. Delays evoke a multitude of emotions, from frustration, to anger, to anxiety, to hopelessness, and these feelings are completely expected. People have missed dinner reservations, conferences, shows, and even funerals because of flight delays. Studies have shown that passengers aren't the only ones that experience bad emotions when a delay occurs though. The airline and its staff doesn't like delays any more than the passenger does. For the staff at the airport, delays can also bring feelings of frustration and anxiety. If there is a maintenance delay, the aircraft engineer's work schedule might be affected, keeping them away from their child at home. A manager in the terminal will have to reshuffle their staff to make sure there's enough gate agents to cover the other flights, and gate agents prepare to bear the brunt of passengers' frustrations, which by the way is a good reminder that the delay is pretty much never a gate agent's fault, and getting mad at them will do nothing to decrease the delay and will probably make them less willing to help you. Analysts can calculate the cost of a delay to the airline by the minute, and each minute of a delayed flight can cost hundreds of dollars, and these minutes add up to billions and billions of dollars each year for the airline industry. Keep in mind that at the end of the day, a vast majority of flights depart and arrive on time. The different parts of the system will usually work well together to make sure that the mission occurs punctually. However, if you fly enough times, you're bound to run into a delay eventually, just as your supermarket is bound to be out of stock of your favorite snack on a grocery day sooner or later. The complexity of airline flight operations leaves so many opportunities for delays to occur. In this main segment, I'll take a look at some of the most common reasons that your flight could be delayed, and then talk briefly about what you can do when your flight is delayed. Bad weather can wreak havoc on an airport's operations. A thunderstorm can shut down an airport for hours, while a snowstorm or hurricane can cancel all flights to and from an airport for days. And delays don't only happen when planes can't fly. I was once at an airport where a thunderstorm was approaching. Planes were landing and taking off, but all the ground crew who worked outside had been ordered indoors due to the imminent storm. As such, there was the interesting sight of a plane pulling towards a gate, but stopping because there was nobody available to marshal it in or service it once it had parked because all the staff were required to be indoors. Similarly, the summer heat in places such as Phoenix, Arizona will sometimes force ground workers to stay indoors, leading to flight delays. It isn't just poor weather at your airport that can delay your flight. If the weather at your destination airport is bad or is forecasted to be unfit for planes, air traffic control or your airline or pilot may choose to delay your flight. If the plane that is supposed to operate your flight is stuck at another airport because of bad weather, your flight could also be delayed due to weather even though the weather at your airport is fine. And a patch of bad weather en route can extend your flying time if your pilots have to fly around it. The weather is one of those things that's completely out of an airline's control but can cause an unbelievable amount of pain for airlines and passengers alike. Let's talk about mechanical issues now. Planes are big complex flying machines that have a lot of parts. Pilots are very safety oriented and will err on the side of caution. 
This is a good thing for everyone, but it also means that the cause of your delay could range from maintenance workers having to open up the engine at the gate to your pilots waiting for a mechanic to confirm a faulty warning light reading. Obviously, there are a lot of things on a plane that are essential to its safe operation. A problem with the structural integrity of the landing gear is something that's going to have to be addressed. However, your plane might have a surprisingly large amount of things that are broken when the maintenance workers sign off on it and the pilot accepts it as flightworthy. And I'm not referring to your in-flight entertainment system when I say this. Your plane has what is called a master minimum equipment list, and this list outlines what items can be inoperative, which is the fancy aviation term for something being broken, in order for a flight to be allowed on a specific aircraft. There may also be conditions for each item. For example, the list might specify that the windshield wipers can be inoperative as long as the aircraft has a functioning rain repellent system, such as one that applies chemicals to the windshield to help improve visibility. An airline's response to a mechanical problem at the gate can vary. Airlines are at an advantage when problem occurs at their hubs and bases. They will usually have a large maintenance team there with well-equipped vehicles and facilities to assist with maintenance. At their hubs, airlines also have more options if they need to change planes. They might have extra aircraft on standby for these types of problems, or they may be able to use a plane that was supposed to operate on a different flight. However, maintenance delays can be more problematic when they occur at outstations, which is airline jargon for a non-hub airport. Airlines might only have a few flights per week to a given outstation. In some cases, airlines will have maintenance staff based at outstations, but in other cases, they'll have agreements with other airlines or maintenance companies. And in some cases, they'll actually have to send out their maintenance crew and or a rescue aircraft to the outstation to deal with a maintenance issue. Each industry has some terms that unquestionably means bad news. Aircraft on ground, or AOG, is one of them in the airline industry. The term refers to situations in which there is a maintenance issue that is serious enough to prevent an aircraft from flying. Grounded aircraft not only represent a logistical problem for airlines, but also a financial one. Planes on the ground quite simply don't make money. Airlines therefore have AOG desks dedicated to addressing maintenance issues that are preventing planes from taking off. These staff members will work with the AOG teams at aircraft manufacturers, maintenance providers, and other airlines as needed. The last item on that list is interesting. Airlines will often work with each other when one of their planes is in an AOG situation. Cooperation between partner airlines is unsurprising, but competing airlines also work together when they are in need of parts. These arrangements will lead to interesting aircraft paint jobs on occasion. If an airline borrows or buys an aircraft part from another airline, it could end up with its competitor's logo on its engine cover or a different colored nose cone. The passengers on the plane may have no idea, but photos of these mismatching planes lead to laughs and discussions among aviation enthusiasts. For airlines, such occasions are just part of regular business. Now why would an airline help its competitor in this way? Well, airlines are all vulnerable to mechanical delays. Airlines know that even though they might be helping a competitor today, an aircraft part from that same competitor tomorrow could be the difference between a plane operating a full day of flights and having to cancel or delay a slew of flights.
There are rules and regulations around how close planes can be in the sky. These safety-based rules can lead to certain parts of the sky reaching their capacity, particularly among busy airports. Your flight can therefore be delayed because of airspace congestion. As is the case with weather delays, your flight could also be held up at its departure airport if there is or there will be congestion at the arrival airport. Infrastructure constraints can also lead to air traffic control delays. An airport's runways can only handle a certain number of takeoffs and landings per hour. If there is a lot of traffic on the ground at an airport, air traffic control might hold flights at their departing gates. At the busiest airports, departures and arrivals are regulated through slots. Each flight has a departure slot, which is essentially a window during which the flight can take off. This is to help control the traffic flow and congestion at the airport. Now, if your flight is delayed and misses its slot, it may have to wait until another takeoff window is available. I talked more about slots at the beginning of episode 27, so you can check that out for more on how slots work if you haven't done so already. Governments and airlines have rules and regulations about flight crew and cabin crew. There are rules on how many are needed, how long they can work for, which flights they can work, and more. These pose a logistical challenge for crew scheduling staff at airlines and can lead to flight disruptions and delays. Pilots are generally only certified and assigned to a single aircraft type or aircraft family. At some airlines, flight attendants are trained on all aircraft, while at others, they are only assigned to certain types of aircraft. Each worker's duty day also has daily maximums, as well as minimum rest requirements between shifts. There are a multitude of crew-related scenarios that can delay your flight. Someone could call in sick, or one of your crew members, or the entire crew, could be delayed on an inbound flight. As we know, delays cost airlines money, so they'll try to have backup plans. Airlines will have pilots and flight attendants on reserve at their hub airports, These crew members are either stationed at the airport or must be able to report to the airport within a certain amount of time. They can then be assigned to flights as crewing issues arise. Being on reserve is an interesting experience. A pilot or a flight attendant could sit at the airport for days without getting a flight, and when they do get a flight, the routing is a surprise. Consider a flight attendant for a major airline on reserve at Los Angeles International Airport in January. They have to be prepared and packed to fly to Sydney, Australia, where it's the middle of summer, or to the frigid temperatures of a winter in Chicago. If an airline is experiencing a staffing shortage though, crewing issues can lead to long delays or cancellations. To illustrate the complexity of crew scheduling, consider the following scenario. You're on a flight from Paris, France to Istanbul, Turkey. The flight is the second of the day for your crew after an inbound flight. The crew's first flight of the day was delayed because of a mechanical problem. As such, your flight is already slightly delayed. Your crew still has more than enough time in their duty day to fly to Istanbul. However, they are scheduled to fly back to Paris afterwards and will reach the end of their legal duty day during that flight. The airline looks at the situation and doesn't want the crew to have an unplanned overnight stay in Istanbul, as some of them need to be back in Paris the following day to operate another series of flights. Your flight is therefore further delayed because the pilots on reserve at the airport that can operate your aircraft have already been pulled to operate other flights, and so you have to wait for off-site reserve pilots to be called in, which can take another hour or two. 
Are you confused already? Well, these are the types of complex situations that can cause headaches for cruise schedulers. I was once on an early morning domestic flight in North America where all the passengers had boarded and all the luggage had been loaded. A flight attendant then came over the PA system with an interesting announcement. She told us that our flight was delayed because we were waiting for the first officer to arrive. Now people started joking about the pilot being late to work or sleeping through their alarm. While these are plausible scenarios, airlines treat punctuality very seriously since delays can be costly and generally hold their crew to a very high standard when it comes to reporting to work on time. What was more likely was that the first officer was getting his mandatory crew rest between flights. Government regulations dictate the minimum amount of time between a pilot's duty days to ensure that they can get enough rest and to reduce the risk associated with fatigue. There are similar rules for flight attendants, since, as some people sometimes forget, their primary responsibility is to ensure the safety of passengers. Most likely, the first officer on this flight was quote-unquote late, because they had a longer-than-expected workday the night before. It was less likely, though still possible, that they were simply late to work. Airlines try to take steps to mitigate the effects of delays caused by crewing issues. When governments classify delays for the purpose of passenger compensation, they often consider crew issues to be within an airline's control. Airlines have complex crew scheduling systems that piece together the giant puzzle and will have crew on reserve at their hubs. In some cases, they may indeed have not prepared enough or have gotten too ambitious with their schedules given how many staff they had. However, no amount of planning can account for every single possible thing that can go wrong. Airlines can't have an unlimited amount of crew on reserve or backup crew members at every single airport. Sometimes, your flight just simply has to be delayed because of a people problem. In many cases, flights will not wait for connecting passengers or bags. Policies can vary between airlines though, so you might find yourself in a situation where your flight is delayed because the plane is waiting for passengers or bags from a connecting flight. A number of factors go into deciding whether or not to wait. If your flight is on a busy route where there is a later flight in an hour or two with available seats, chances are you won't be waiting long for any connecting passengers or bags. The airline could easily rebook any connecting passengers or send bags on the later flight. However, if the next flight to your destination isn't until the following day, the airline might be more inclined to wait. The airline should know how many connecting passengers there are and will make the decision accordingly. Why are flights that are scheduled later in the day more likely to be delayed? Well, delays can often have chain reactions and cascading effects. If your aircraft or crew is operating a flight before yours that is delayed, there's a good chance that your flight will also be delayed. Let's say a plane's first flight of the day is delayed by half an hour because of a mechanical issue. The second flight is delayed by 15 minutes due to air traffic, and then you can start to see how these delays can pile up and cause chain reactions. Sometimes, the airline will be able to recover lost time in the air or during turnaround times on the ground, but the likelihood of this happening depends on the circumstances. There are endless reasons why your flight can be delayed. In addition to the ones that I discussed, other common reasons include cargo or baggage loading and completing paperwork. It's almost surprising that more flights aren't delayed. 
The fact that most flights are on time, even when there are so many things, small and large, that could delay your flight, shows us that the airline industry generally works as a well-oiled machine. It's also one of the reasons why I find the world of air travel so fascinating. Passengers should understand that pestering gate agents or threatening to never fly on an airline again isn't going to make your flight leave any sooner or prevent future delays. It's important to know what sort of compensation you're entitled to, while also understanding that complaints and compensation generally occurs after your flight is complete. If you need to be rebooked, it can also be helpful if you research your own itineraries to see what works best and propose them to the airline agent when you speak to them to see if they can book you on that. Sometimes, if you need to be rebooked and there are not a lot of staff at the airport to help passengers, you can also call an airline to speak to an agent on the phone or use an airline's online chat or social media customer support. There are also things that airlines can do to help passengers have a better experience, and there is often room for improvement when it comes to communication about delays. When waiting to board a flight on a gorgeous fall day, I heard an announcement that our flight was being delayed because of bad weather. I was initially very confused as were many of my fellow passengers. Checking the forecast, the entire day seemed to have good weather. Only when I did a bit of research did I realize that my flight was delayed because the plane's previous flight was delayed because of weather in a different city. A few additional words in the announcement could have helped passengers better understand the situation and help reduce further questions and unnecessary annoyance. The quality of communications about delays are often left to individual airline staff members. Some pilots will provide constant status updates on a mechanical issue while delayed at the gate. Meanwhile, on another flight with the same airline, you could be sitting on the plane delayed for over an hour without hearing anything from the crew members. That being said, airlines also have to be careful in their communications. Passengers could be fearful of boarding a plane if they're told that the mechanics just had to quote-unquote take the engine apart. The reality could have been simply that the engine cover had to be removed in order to make a small repair. Airlines have to strike a balance when communicating with passengers about delays, but clear and regular updates help keep people informed and understanding of what's going on. Delays are understandably frustrating for travelers, but they're an inevitable result of the complexity of air travel. Nobody likes delays and nobody is out there trying to make them happen. Even if you've had 30 on-time flights with an airline, you're probably still going to remember the one awful delay experience you had. Things usually go well, but when things go wrong, the airline wants its planes to get off the ground as soon as possible just as much as you want them to, if not even more. That brings us to the end of episode 29 of Flying Smarter. Please take a minute and follow us on social media, where you'll find things like podcast updates and sneak peeks. Flying Smarter is on Facebook and Instagram at Flying Smarter, and on Twitter at Flying underscore Smarter. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll talk to you again soon. Music